Hey guys, welcome back. It's Sarah and Narelle, your hopeless, not truthless Bravo recappers from the North. Please help us be a little bit less hopeless and hit that follow button. Or if you're feeling really generous, go ahead and drop us a five-star rating because it would mean the world for the price of nothing. You can support our little podcast and help us grow. You can also follow us on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at Hopeless Not Truthless Pod and talk to us there. So, Narbar, how was the week for you? I had a pretty good week. It was actually a very nice kind of chill week. No catastrophes, which is new for me. So that was highly enjoyable. Um, I have a peach in a pit. I thought long and hard about this, but my peach probably would be like I'm biting the bullet and I'm getting back out there, you guys. I'm online dating again. Something that I I come back to in times of, I don't want to say times of need, but I've come back to online dating for the first time in a long time. And you know what? I actually met someone. He's seems pretty cool. We planned to meet up this week. I was really excited. I was stoked and highly nervous because, you know, there's no such thing as a decent person to date anymore in this in this age, this era of, you know, generation that we're living in. It's awful out there for a woman and a man. There's just no relationship worthy people left in the world, it feels like. So I was stoked. I picked out a new top. I did, you know, my little self-tanner session, shaved my legs, I did my my date makeup, did my date hair, got all ready. So that was my peach. And I'm sure y'all can kind of guess where I'm going here. My pit is that, unfortunately, he canceled on me the day of the date. Oh. For a good reason. Okay. I have to say he did have an okay reason. His work entails, like, he works with the forest fires here up in Canada Uh, They're getting really bad, so he's kind of on call, and he got called into work that day, so I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. Mm -hmm. He did get called into work. It's very important work. I do believe him, and he seems like a really cool guy, so we shall see. Also, he said he might listen to this podcast, so if he does, hi, Mike. (laughs) Oh, my God. Hi, Mike. You better make it up to me. (laughs) You better make it up to our girl. It's been uh, really nice dipping my toes back in because, I don't know, like, Sarah, you've never online dated, have you? Not Not recently, anyways. No, no. I did it when people were still normal, so. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, I don't even know. Did we have online before you were married? I don't even remember. No, we, I did do a few dates on POF and those those were interesting. Yep. Yeah, no, and it's it's the wild, wild west out there now. It's it's pretty brutal. I hear that. Um, so that was my my peach in my pit. It was getting bad. I'm enjoying it, and I hope I don't know. I can only take it in spurts. I'm sure I'm not gonna last much longer before I have to be like, I have to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> oh, well, I'm seriously proud of you for you know jumping back in that pool, and I hope next week you have. A very good peach that involves Mike. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Maybe we'll have an update. Yeah. Either way. (laughs) Uh, Thank you for your service, Mike. (laughs) Seriously. Yes, actually, for real. Thank you. Yeah. Seriously. No joke. 
Uh, tell me about your week. I already know, Sarah, <sighs> you've had a bit of a shitty week, haven't you? I've had a real pity. <laughs> a real shitty pity. <laughs> so my peach was, I was telling you guys last week, my husband went out of town for the week. To Spain. To Spain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a great time, by the way. All peaches. My week, <laughs> the day he left, my kiddo got sick. And, you know, three days of kind of sickness, he got better. And then the day before Troy was supposed to come home, I got the sickness. And I've been, I've been down, like real down. It's, it's been bad. I can confirm. Yes, Norel can confirm. I could basically shit through the eye of a needle, but that's uh, fine. I'll spare all the grody details. It's been a rough week, the most sick I've been in a long time. So, yeah. Yeah. And usually, unfortunately, Sarah, I mean, I say unfortunately because I think it's the worst part of podcasting is taking the notes. Sarah is our note taker, and she's just been feeling so rough this week. We're going to switch things up a little bit. We're doing less of a recap style this week. We're kind of just going to touch on our favorite moments and highlights from the shows this week because that's what is interesting anyways. So that was kind of what we came up to, came up with for a plan. Yeah, I'm kind of excited for it because there are so many recap podcasts out there and you know, listen to those if you want a full play by play. But here we just kind of like to dissect and speculate and, you know, get it wrong a lot of the time, but like to kind of hash out what we think is actually going on in the minds of these people. So might as well focus on kind of the juicy parts. Totally more of like a psycho analytic kind of podcast. But yeah, so yeah, I guess we should just go right into it. Let's just do it. I mean, I'm going to be a little uh, fuzzy today, y'all. So bear with me. It's all good. Okay. We forgive you, Sarah. We love you. Thank and we you. we hope you and your butthole get better. <laughs> me too, dude. Probiotics for the win. Good girl. So today we're going to discuss a little bit about what went down in Roni, episode two. Atlanta this week, episode 11, was a good one wild and of course OC episode 8 which was also pretty wild we're gonna pass on um, crappy lake it was hilarious but to keep things easy for ourselves uh, we're just gonna cover those three yeah I mean three shows is a lot to podcast as it is so we're loving crappy but we're gonna Sarah's had enough crappy yeah for the week yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm all crapped out over here. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully. I think we're going to start things off. Let's go to New York because right out of the gate, I want to note this second episode that we're about to discuss out of any season so far of New York it's had the biggest drop-off of viewers between the premiere episode and the second episode. What do you think this means? Whoa, really? Yeah, like big numbers, I think like a quarter. What? Okay, yep. that doesn't track from what I'm seeing all over the Twitters 
And now this is live viewership, not streaming. So people who tuned in to watch it live, but that is an indicator. Hmm. That's very interesting because how would people, well, okay, so they tried it and then they didn't like it and they didn't come back. So I think a lot of haters probably tuned in just so they could hate. You know what I mean? Maybe. Yeah. I mean, we tuned in and even you and I were very hesitant. We're hopeful. Mm -hmm. We're trying to be positive, but I did not really understand what everybody was losing themselves about over it. I didn't think it was that great. So yeah, well, maybe it's going to be one of those shows that people tuned in like the first one. Oh my gosh, I got to see what this is about. And then they're like, Eh, I'll watch it later. Like, I'll watch it when it hits Amazon. I'll watch it, you know, like, yeah, that's, that's true. I mean, I have to, I have to admit, when watching this week's episode, these women just seem like our group of friends hanging out, like our group of friends Mm. going out for dinner, kind of good girls who pretend to be rebels and, you know, try to be super funny, but we're actually just a little lame. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yes. Uba running in and stealing the coconut milk and like thinking it's so they're all like, oh, my God, Uba. Yeah. And they're like making her return it. I mean, talking about sex life, like uh, Jessel's sex life nonstop because they think it's like, ooh, badass. But yeah. what really got me is like all these women do is talk about food. And okay, oh fuck, this is hilariously relatable, but it's not entertaining to me. No, it does feel like I'm just watching a bunch of regular ladies. I almost think that this show would have done a lot better if they had waited and like just released at least three or four episodes all at once so that we could binge them and actually develop some kind of bond or opinion on these women. Because I don't see like how else we're ever really going to be able to get into them. Like with this one episode a week business, they're failing to build any momentum this way. Like if we could just watch some episodes back to back, I think certain elements might stand out more in their personalities. I also think they should have really spent the first few episodes solely focusing on showing us who these ladies are, their businesses, their hobbies, their passions, their fat. Well, no, we all know I don't want to hear about their families, but you know who they are as people before putting them together. Like we're two episodes in and they're already on a girl's trip. They've gone to some blandly styled for Instagram, like aesthetic house in the Hamptons and They're stealing coconut milk and nobody is really talking about anything of substance and it's kind of boring. Yeah. Wow. I do know. I think something very unfortunate happened to this cast and they had a few episodes already filmed, which they cannot Mm -hmm. release because of that cast member who quit. Mm -hmm. It's like we have literally jumped into episode four We don't have any sort of emotional connection with these women yet, except for one, I think, for most most people, which we'll talk about. Yeah. But let's talk about her, Jenna. Yeah, let's talk about Jenna. Like, she's the most relatable housewife of all of them to me. And I got to say, like, what I was saying about her last week, I think I was wrong. I assumed all of the stuff that I had read about her, like the articles, the blogs, all of that, 
I formed an opinion of her that she was going to be this enormous bitch, very cold. Last week, you know, I was set on her being the villain, but I have to say now, I just, I've never related to somebody more. I think she's the only housewife that's actually doing what she's supposed to do, which is being open. She's honest about who she actually is, like her fears, her anxieties. She's putting it out there for everybody, for better or worse, like her fear of coming across as awkward, the anxiety that she has when it comes to going away with these women because it's not something she's used to. She doesn't like being in group situations. Like, I feel that. I'm just, I think all of the blogs and articles and everything saying she's this giant bitch and she's awful to work for. Maybe they're mistaking social anxiety for being mean or rude. And I think a lot of women come under that microscope, especially people of Jenna's stature, like in the business world. I'm a little bit sad that I didn't pick up on that right away because now I just feel like I've misjudged her like everyone else has. And I also got to say, I fucking despise the way that Jessel behaved when Jenna gave her that lingerie gift. She's so ungrateful, so unkind. She's got zero class just full-on body insecurity, and a complete lack of understanding in any kind of social etiquette. She's so rude, and by far, she was my biggest asshole of this episode, if I had to pick one. Oh my gosh, so much to talk about, and I really appreciate your perspective on Jenna, because I thought she was so relatable, and she does stand out in this group of women for many different reasons. She's not what I'm used to seeing as a housewife, which at first, I must admit, I was kind of jarred by her, everything about her. But now I I love watching her. She may not be the most dramatic housewife, but she probably has the most dramatic life by far. I'm sure over the years, she has been very misjudged on her social anxiety and shyness. Like she seems to be so generous and kind and loving. And I feel like she's being very open and vulnerable. Like when the women got pissy with her for not revealing who she was dating because the person she's dating didn't want it to be revealed. I was choked at that. Jenna literally is the only one being authentic here, in my opinion. And saying that, I think the only time Jessel was being authentic was when she was having a temper tantrum over free lingerie. And I mean, like, okay, sure, it wasn't great. I'll I'll give you that, Jessel. But that wasn't because it was a size large. Like, you made it such a big deal that everyone started looking at you. And now that's all we're talking about. If you hated it, just put it on. Oh, thank you. Go change into your jammies. Yeah, exactly. Like, I I understand maybe it's not something you would have chosen for yourself, but it gets to a point when you continually reiterate how much you hate a gift that somebody gave you. Uh, it's very offensive. And I don't know, there was nothing wrong with it. It was ever so slightly loose on her. And I think it's just speaking to who Jessel is as a person that she attacked the garment and in essence attacked Jen for not giving her something sexy enough. Like, have you not seen my Instagram? Like where I'm so sexy and so desirable. Like how dare you give me a large, like. Oh my God. It was so pathetic. Gross. It was. Yeah. It was just pathetic. Like 
that's what you're looking at? You think that's what your husband's going to look at? The tag? Oh, XS? Yeah. Like, fuck you, man. Honestly, Jessel, your whole attitude makes me sick. And you're right, though, that she probably was the only other authentic person in this episode. Sadly, that is who she is. Like, I do think Erin will come into her own, and I think she will be the villain. Um, her and yeah. Bryn, who I was missing big time in this episode, because I think Bryn is probably the lightest, uh, besides Uba, which we can talk about. <laughs> Let's just talk about Uba, because all right, Neral, she gave me the ick a little bit, because I saw oh, her now no. twice, two weeks in a row, flirting with Jenna. And she's jumping on her, dancing on her, trying to get her attention like a little puppy dog. And then, you know, they're like, well, who are you dating? They were asking Jenna, who are you dating? And Uba's like, it's me. I'm right here. Like, I Googled it and Uba's single. But I would be so confused if I were Jenna. And I'd be, I don't know, maybe Uba's just trying too hard all around, like, trying too hard to be fun like I'm so we're so fun we're so awesome we're just so kooky I like bananas I don't know maybe it's part of that I think Uba is good but I I don't know I need more time (laughs) that's it's interesting because I did notice that as well they there's a very kind of flirtatious aspect between the two of them but it's very clear that Jenna knows Uba is straight. I'm, I mean, I don't even know. I'm guessing here, and I hate to speculate on somebody else's sexuality, but I get the feeling Uba is just flirting with Jen for fun. Like, I've seen women who do this. They love getting attention from lesbians. It's almost like maybe Jenna's a safe person for Uba to flirt with mm. because she knows Jen isn't going to come after her the way maybe a man would. Okay. So, that might be part of it maybe i don't know like you i think i'm gonna i need a little bit more of uba i still she lost me a little bit with the coconut milk or whatever that is it is good coconut milk i'll give her that that's the brand i use as well (laughs) love it but that just was a little bit try hard kooky yes i like natural kooky yeah me too like i like sonia kooky i like ramona kooky yeah This is like, ooh, I'm kooky. Let me just like eat bananas. I think you're right. Like the flirtatiousness with Jenna is just a bit try hard. Yeah, it it feels. It's not even an authentic flirtatiousness. Yes. And that is what I like about Erin. To be honest, I do feel like Erin's a pretty straight shooter. And whether she's the most entertaining, which she isn't. I, at least I feel like there is some authenticity from her. So mm-hmm. we'll see. I'm very curious to see. It's kind of funny the way the women are like, everyone is just kind of attacking Erin and her food. Like, jeez, oh are you fucking kidding me? Caviar? <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> caviar with Pringles? Have yeah. you lost your mind? Have you ever had caviar? No. Me neither. I don't I've I'm trying to think. I don't think I've ever been offered it. The way in my mind, I'm just picturing it like row, like the little orange egg balls yep. that you get on um sushi. Sushi. Yeah. I can't see it 
like that's texture wise. I'm probably completely wrong. People are gonna like kill me, but it doesn't really appeal that much. No, it doesn't overly appeal to me either. But I did think it was a bold choice to only serve caviar based eats. You know, yeah. <laughs> I did. I did kind of appreciate Uba like going to the store, but guys, stop on the way and pick up a snack. <laughs> Run through the flipping mcdonald's drive through <laughs> it was too funny too because she, i think erin it was in her confessional and she was like what do these ladies want like it's four o'clock we're having dinner at seven i'm like bitch that's three hours away right <laughs> you know if i haven't had lunch and it's four o'clock yeah i'm gonna need to eat something exactly. before my seven o'clock dinner i don't see any bananas for uba like come on <laughs> They just seem very amateur. So, Mm -hmm. you know what? Hopefully they'll grow into themselves and get a little more comfortable and watch themselves back and be like, okay, that didn't sit well. But I do have hope. And, you know, hopefully uh, Jessel will come around and be the villain we all need on this show. The real, like, let it just fly entirely. I think you're right. What we're missing right now is Bryn. She's going to come in next week. I think she's going to stir some stuff up and it's going to be a little bit more peppy, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. These girls will get some real food into them, you know, some protein, <laughs> some like healthy fats, some carbs, and they'll they'll be raring to go. The drama's going to come. I can feel it. I'm hoping. <laughs> Anyways. Praying to the Bravo gods. Yes. And then I did love when Jenna's like, can I have my dreamy coffee? Apparently that's a brand in the Hamptons. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you guys crack me up. Like (laughs) another food request. Yes. I'm like, Erin, just have a buffet ready at all times. Yeah, no kidding. That's what I would do. Even after just Cheesegate, I would have had every single food group ready. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah Uh, all right well let's head over to atlanta now because this honestly might have been i'm gonna say it maybe the best episode of the season so far i think anyways because we're finally getting into some better drama like thank god the guns and the shooting like all that is left behind us I'm so relieved that that has not kind of filtered through so far. Oh, my God. Knock on wood. It's going to come back. I know it. Oh, my God. As Kenya would say, hallelujah. Yes. Okay. So first of all, we have got to talk about the fall. This fall was heard around the world. I'm pretty sure I felt it when she went down. She went down like a bag of fucking potatoes. She hit the ground so hard. Kenya, obviously, is who I'm talking about. I'm just gonna say it, Sarah. I, I was zeroed in on that. But as soon as she went down, I had a I was like, Oh, my God, it she's gonna get back up and it is gonna be deflated, or dented or something (laughs) is going to have happened to her. butt, her buttle area, her buttocks, I should say. I almost have a weird feeling that she asked Candy to go with her to the hospital, because Candy's the only one who knows she's got a fake butt. And she was just going to check that shit out. Like, got to make sure her investment has not been, you know, damaged by the fall, right? Or do you think she actually injured herself? 
Okay, so I don't know much about BBLs, Brazilian butt lifts. Is there, is that the same as like an implant? No, I think with a BBL, it's an actual injection of your own fat into the area. Mm. But Kenya's is so large. (laughs) I just would not be surprised if there was also an implant situation of some kind. So you think that her implant ruptured or or like there was a fear there. I I would. Yes. Or even if it wasn't an actual rupture, like even if there's no implant, I think she was just very like, oh, my God, my butt, my butt, my butt. Uh, <laughs> OK, so, yeah, my first thought was, oh, my God, her booty must must be compromised right now. <laughs> and I don't yes. want compromised booty. <laughs> I don't want to say that I don't believe Kenya's fall didn't hurt as much as it did, but only because we all know she's fine. I'm going to say this anyway. Hate me, whatever. Twice now, this woman has been shipped away in an ambulance on a group trip. <laughs> and the way she was just sitting on the bed so nonchalantly after she got back from her eight hour hospital trip. Made me just have a little glimmer of distrust in the authenticity of this injury. Saying all that, I am glad she's okay, but... Yeah, of course, of course. It's just like, oh, God, I know this wasn't her fault, but I could feel the frustration from these ladies, and I felt it like she's ruined yet another event. Like, I feel bad (laughs) saying it. It's not her fault. But, oh, my God, when is... Fun Kenya coming, or does she no longer exist? Maybe she's gone. Kind of feels like that. And, you know, Sheree, Kenya publicly thanks Sheree on Twitter. Thank you, Sheree, for being the only one who rushed off the bus to see me. Really? Yeah. And I kind of did notice they're all just like sitting in the bus like, oh, man, that sucks, Kenya. And Sheree's like, what? 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 Not only were they all sitting on the bus, but I don't know if you noticed the bus driver. I think it was the bus driver. I don't know who it was, but the guy who was helping them onto the bus just kind of stood there. I was did. Like, oh. <laughs> I didn't notice that. He didn't walk over. He didn't rush over. He didn't even look. There was no register of shock or anything on his face. He was just like, oh, shit. Look at that woman on the ground. I bet Kenya has done that man dirty in the past. <laughs> Probably. Karma, as Courtney would say. Oh, God. That <laughs> karma comment. <gasps> that was wowzers to me. Like, referring to this fall as karmic. And the universe works in ways to clear the energy out. Like, damn, Courtney. Yeah. I know I am being a nasty bitch about Kenya. But you're supposed to be her friend. You're that's terrible. That was brutal. I cannot imagine saying that about somebody I hated, let alone somebody I'm supposed to be friends with. Yeah. She's obviously got a bone to pick with Kenya. She could also just be trying to, you know, make a name for herself in the last few episodes of the show because she's been real quiet lately. Yeah, she did kind of come back with that same like first episode energy that she had towards Candy. And yeah, I do kind of feel like that might be the real Courtney. She, she kind of reminds me of like one of those maniacal care, like cartoon characters, like always laughing, laughing. And then like, the eyes turn red. Mm. And she's like, hey, 
<laughs> I wonder if it coincides with how high pitched her voice is. Like the higher pitched <laughs> Courtney's voice goes, the more she's lying and being fake about who she is. And then when it gets a little bit deeper and she's talking about karma and karmic reactions in the world, we know she's <laughs> she's being herself. True Courtney's coming out. And even when the ambulance rolled up and Sanya's like, oh, my God, there's or not Sanya. Drew's like, oh, is that an ambulance? Oh, something dramatic, I'm sure. But I'm like, oh, damn. Okay, so we're going to see this come out. I hope. We better. We better. Yeah, Drew, I'm sure, is going to pull that out. Oh, by the way. Yeah, absolutely she is, because she's trying to deflect <laughs> her own problems. Okay, mm-hmm. Candy. I did feel a little bit sad. I felt sorry for her. When Kenny is like, Candy, can you come with me? And I just thought, oh, my God, Candy is still kind of, you know, getting over food poisoning from those nasty shrimp. And this is like, so she spent the first day in Portugal shitting herself. And I have major empathy right now for anyone going through this. And then she's (laughs) (laughs) and then she's leaving early tomorrow. So her one day in Portugal is spent in a hospital hospital oh my god and if that were me like you know a producer is going to be there with kenya i would just be like go have fun enjoy your day it's my butt you know it's only my ass don't worry about it we got it i mean she did think she broke a bone or whatever i see this is the thing like i don't trust kenya anymore so whenever she says like "Ah, oh my god the pain like it's like the girl who cried wolf i just there's a total distrust from me with her so yeah who knows so it sounds like kenya should have had marla with her at the hospital because she would escalate the situation and move kenya up because you know kenya's so vip she has to get her in there and I like that Candy isn't like that and isn't rude and aggressive and all about her fame, abusing her fame. Like, I appreciate that about Candy. I find that mentality to be very illustrative of who Marlo probably is as a real person. She obviously thinks she's a little bit more important than us peasants. Candy, again, under that same microscope. It's probably indicative of who she is as a person and sees herself as more of an equal. And Kenya's care with her broken butt, there might have been some other emergencies in that hospital that, you know, took precedence. So I agree wholeheartedly. I think that's a little bit gross. But you know what? Maybe Marlo should have gone with her. Yeah, no doubt. And obviously it does say something about Kenya too if she wasn't pushing it but saying that the drama this woman when it comes to herself is unbelievable she gets out they show her in a confessional she literally says hallelujah i'm alive and well and i can talk about this experience i'm so grateful like lol <laughs> ken yeah near death experience <laughs> my god my god i thought you have been through so much in your life and this is like a tragedy so it just is odd like it i don't know anyway so at first thought 
I really did think Kenya was going to be my biggest asshole in this episode. But Drew stole the show for me, Neral. Like, she was lying to the women about what was genuinely upsetting her. And then blaming them. Ultimately gaslighting them for not understanding. Drew, who could understand? You played victim the entire episode and even got pissed when the girls were like joking about and and seeing the end scene comment. You know, she said some pretty powerful things like, I'm so tired of my feelings not being acknowledged. And that is a bigger issue. But Drew, like people will only understand if you open up and tell them what's actually going on. Oh my God. So she was talking about stuff, you know, she couldn't talk about in reference to the lawsuit. She was telling everyone, there's stuff I can't talk about. There's stuff I can't talk about. So they genuinely thought she was going through something intense. You know, she was going to get sued. She owes all this money. But then she confides to a producer that, you know, when a producer asked her, is there stuff going on the ladies don't know about? And then she starts talking about how a year ago, the manager lady and the massage incident occurred with Ralph, as we all remember from last season. And then the person who invited him to Vegas was also rubbing him down with oil. So she's standing there crying about a lawsuit to these women and standing firm on this and getting mad at them. But now we know it's actually not about that at all. Okay, I had my own thought for who I thought was going to be the biggest asshole, but you might be changing my mind here because I have to agree with you. Drew was essentially gaslighting everybody and almost taking out all of her like trauma that she's going through with her husband on the women, like even just saying, my, I'm tired of my feelings not being acknowledged. Okay, but you're not actually being honest about what you're feeling right now. You're actually just getting mad at us for a situation. We're trying to understand, like, why are you so upset about a woman suing you for $1,000, Drew? It's because you're actually fucking upset that your husband is off getting oiled down. You have to be honest about what you're going through, or women in particular are probably going to pick up on it. Sheree is. Everybody's going to start calling her out. The fact that she admitted it to a producer as well, you're right. That's asshole. She's an asshole. She's an asshole. Who was your biggest asshole, Narelle? Okay, well, before this, it was going to be Candy. (laughs) Might still be. I might have two assholes for this episode. I think Candy is probably my choice. Candy, okay. Yes. It just feels like she's phoning it in now. The past few episodes, maybe even this whole season, if I'm honest. So she made it on the trip. That was something. That was, you know, that showed some effort, especially because she was shitting herself the entire beginning of it. But she's barely participating in anything. She's not present. She's not focused on anything. She's not really involved in anything. When Drew ran away crying, yes, we know now that you know, it was about something else and she probably was being overdramatic and the ladies didn't understand. But in that moment, if my friend runs away and she's crying and I don't know why, I probably am I'm going to get up and follow her and try to think and like find out like what's wrong with her. Mm-hmm. But instead, Kenny's just like, I'm going to the bathroom. <laughs> and then when Kenya fell, 
and asked Candy to go to the hospital with her. She was just like, okay. <laughs> and then during the slumber party, she shows up and she's just like, I don't know. It feels like she's going through the motions more than she's actually enjoying herself. She even says herself in this episode, like she feels as if she is stuck in a constant stage of trying to build her empire. She's yeah. taking on project after project after project. And I I just, I feel like this show is just another project for her at this point. It's another side gig. She's doing bare minimum and it shows. Yeah, that's interesting because she did. I, I didn't know this, but on Watch What Happens Live the other day, they were talking about how she is the longest reigning housewife. That's a title Candy would want. Yeah. That is. And it's, I mean, this show gives her such an enormous platform for all of her other ventures. She can't let it go, but I don't think she enjoys it at all. I don't think she enjoys the women. I don't think she enjoys the trips. I don't think she actually is getting anything out of it, like emotionally, mentally, spiritually. It's all financially for her. Yes. She just doesn't even seem to have the motivation to really fight for anything on the show. I think Housewives has become a paycheck and a platform for her, and that's about it. So that was my choice for asshole, but I'm going to say it's a tie now. Drew and Candy, (laughs) in my opinion. I don't think Candy is genuinely friends with any of these ladies. Maybe Sheree. Maybe a little bit Sheree. I think her and Cynthia maybe had a genuine friendship but when Kenya was like Candy can you come with me and she's like okay it's probably like uncharted territory for her too like I don't know if I really want to be friends with you Kenya yeah maybe it felt more like obligation versus oh my god for sure I'm so worried about you it's my friend I know and but On the other hand, maybe Candy kind of has that, like, Candy's tough, so I'll give her that. She would have been like, oh, no, I'm fine. I'll go on my own. I don't need someone to come with me because my butt exploded, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Fuck. So many butts exploding this week. (laughs) Really? Honestly. Oh, my God. I hope you guys can avoid whatever this virus is. Like, Uh. jeez Louise. Okay, Narelle, question. Drew and LaToya making out on the bolo night, that whole like rumor speculation. Do we believe Drew or Candy on this one? Uh, 100% I believe Candy. Okay. Yeah, I'm with you. I think Drew has literally, I love the editing in this because the entire episode is Drew lying and fighting for her lie and then <laughs> this comes out and she's like no never happened like uh, when she said when the producer called her out like oh i never made up with La- made out with latoya excuse me and the producer's like well latoya said that at a reunion two years ago She's like, oh, right. Um, Yeah, well, uh, Candy told LaToya to say it. Like, after what Candy has been through with Phaedra, do you think Candy would do that? Candy doesn't strike me as the kind of housewife to lie about something like that or try to pin another housewife down for that. I think Candy would be pretty cool about it if that housewife was owning it. 
Yeah. If that housewife's lying about it, then yeah, Candy's going to be like, no, absolutely. You're not going to tell me what I didn't see. Like, I saw it happen. Totally. Poor Marlo is like, I don't even know. I don't know. I thought I saw it, but now I don't know anymore. (laughs) Fuck, Marlo and her confessionals crack me up. Like, this woman should be a stand-up comedian. She's like, I 80% witnessed it. (laughs) (laughs) The producer's like, well, what's the other 20%? She's like, I I don't know. I don't know. Drew's got me all messed up. (laughs) With all of her lies. And I love it. She's still saying, like, I'm 100% confident. Yeah. Oh, bring that Atlanta back. We need that episode. I might rewatch it. Okay. And then, you know, we do the whole flash forward three months later. And then we see Drew maybe in a relationship with a woman named Ty. So I'm very, I just want Drew to be happy and get away from Ralph. Because honestly, I think anyone would be you know, depressed and yeah, sad and lying if they were with a man like Ralph, to be honest. I hate to say that, but it seems to be the truth. If my man's going off to Vegas and getting rubbed down and, you know, auditioning, taking his clothes off, like, yeah, you know, yeah. I might explore things with a woman named Ty. Yeah. Why the fuck not? <laughs> Why the fuck not? I, it's going to be really interesting to see how this plays out. I hope Drew is forced to own up to it i hope she's really pinned down and forced to be like oh yeah i did actually lie and i did try to gaslight you guys <laughs> my bad yeah i i do too because i d- <sighs> she just doesn't really seem to like to take ownership so no. we'll see i think she's got a vision for how she wants to come across on yeah. screen and that's what she's kind of desperately trying to cling on to and trying to like fabricate and it's all slipping through her fingers. Mm-hmm. Good point. Well, it was a good one. I am excited for Sunday because, oh my God, bring it on. Okay. And last but not least, let's head over to our ladies in the OC. I... I'm loving OC. I don't care what anyone says. I will die on the cell because it has been fantastically dramatic. And Tamara is just the fucking worst. I know the biggest asshole of this episode is Tamara for both of us, I'm sure. But I I love to hate this woman. Well, I might surprise you then because I reserve my judgment for biggest asshole of this episode. Oh, but. I have a question for you about who I think my biggest asshole might be. It's not even something that was really played out on the show, but I need to ask you about Gina. Okay. I haven't seen any episodes or seasons that dealt with her marriage to Matt, so Mm -hmm. I don't even know. I don't even know if that was on the show or if it happened before she got on the show or what. I do know he abused her pretty bad, right? Like, I've read he choked her. Yes. So there was apparently an an isolated incident, as she calls it. It didn't happen on the show. I think it happened in between seasons, I, I believe. Okay. But the next season, she came back and was dealing with all this shit. And yeah, he choked her and she called the cops and pressed charges. So... Okay. 
Yeah. So apart from that, Gina has made her entire personality this season about being triggered by cheaters mm-hmm. and infidelity and affairs, mm-hmm. which, correct me if I'm wrong, did Matt not also cheat on her? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. With okay. With Brit. With the woman okay. he's with, I believe. Yeah. With her new bestie. With her new so, bestie. Can somebody please explain to me why we are watching her toss a fucking football around with her piece of shit ex-husband who tried to choke her and who had an affair on her when she is the one going after all the other housewives for, oh my God, you cheated. Oh my God, you had an affair. It's disgusting. It's triggering me. I am just, I'm Gina and I have vocal fry and I'm so on. <laughs> comfortable with other people's love lives like i why is bra why is this i'm gonna fucking have a meltdown here why are we watching these people on this show same with tamra's son i don't want to see these piece of shit men on my tv every week why is she trying to rehab her ex-husband's image so hard oh my god i genuinely believe it's because he is the only storyline this woman has besides becoming a realtor and besides everyone else. And it's so unfair. It's like the the Sandoval effect. Like, they think it's working. It isn't. Stop. Gina, you need to take a break. It's a little bit pathetic. It is pathetic, honestly. And I, she, you know, she made a point, like... Later in the episode, Gina claims, like, I'm so happy to with my current life to Travis. And I hope to God that's true. And she did mention, like, sobriety and not processing those emotions. And now she's processing these emotions sober. And it's very different for her. So maybe that's what's going on here. But she was friendly with Matt. She lashes out so incredibly Mm-hmm. viciously almost at everybody for things that she has dealt with that she's having a trauma response to based on her own past while simultaneously keeping her past around her and fostering some kind of pseudo healthy relationship with this piece of shit man and the woman that he cheated on her with no wonder she's so fucking triggered when she's meeting it in her life elsewhere you know what i mean no like shit. that's disgusting this woman needs an enormous amount of therapy she she does like the whole oh brit and i do tiktoks and it just really seems like she's trying to be the coolest ex-wife and i don't think that's for her kids or her i think that's almost to impress matt and Brittany. you know that's the vibe i get yeah Yeah. i could be totally wrong i've never experienced that i find it you know it's very sad but gina why is why is he on the fucking show anymore she's still in a toxic relationship with him that's why like you can have a healthy blended family you don't have to go to a park and have a fucking picnic and make tiktoks together and put him on a tv sh- like he get paid he gets paid he got paid for this episode Jeez. it's on purpose and it's annoying <sighs> if you're gonna make your whole personality about you know judging other people for cheating mm-hmm then you have to live up to your own words, Gina, babe. Yeah. yeah and stop with the vocal fry. You're pissing me off. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I feel I feel bad even like laughing at Gina, but she just seems so not okay, you know? Yeah. Well, let's move away from Gina, okay? 
Why? Is it because I'm so angry? I, I do love a good angry Norel rant. <laughs> I just like, I can't. I can't anymore. At least it was kind of a Gina, a less Gina-y episode. So yeah. Emily throws a pool party and at her mother-in-law's house, which looks so beautiful, so stunning. And of course, Tamara shows up with Heather Amin. Heather Amin is here, the one and only. This is like um, the woman from Jersey, Margaret's ex-bestie. Yes. This is like, but at least Heather has the balls to show up on camera. So Heather Amin and Jen start chatting and she called Jen on threatening her via text. Jen said in the text, this is what it said. I stopped. I wrote it down. I'm sure from a personal and professional standpoint, Heather, you would not want us sharing any of your personal info. Is this threatening to you in your opinion, Narelle? Yes, it is absolutely threatening. You might as well say I'm threatening you with what I'm saying. This is a threat. (laughs) Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. I also, I'm... Getting a little bit annoyed here. They're all dancing around something. One of them has to come out and say it. Something else has happened between these three ladies and Ryan. Was there a foursome? Like, oh my God. What is it that nobody is saying? Even Jen is almost baiting them. Like, just say it. Just say it. Like, nobody will come out and say it. I Hmm. need to know what happened. That's interesting. I did not get that impression. I got more of like these women hate ryan because he legit cheated on jen but jen is calling it a break which she kind of admitted it actually wasn't really kind of sort of maybe halfway only a break and these women are like well ryan's an asshole it kind of shifted my perspective a little bit it did for me too did it It okay too like but I do think that is only half of it. I think you're absolutely right, 100% right, that it shifted in the way that I now do believe Tamara and Heather are legitimately annoyed and concerned for Jen that she's in a really bad relationship. Yeah. I think that's absolutely correct. But I also think, no, I know something else has happened. There's been enough comments where they're like, well, you don't want me to say this or don't make me say it. Don't make me bring mm-hmm. this up. Don't make me. There's something else that they're hiding. Maybe we'll never know. Maybe the crux of the issue really is just their irritated concern for Jen. But there is something else. And I want to know what it is. Yeah, I want to know the full story. And I have a feeling Tamara is gonna say it at some <laughs> yeah. point. Get a few. I think t- you're right. Few more tequila shots in that woman and she will. I did really see Jen get emotional when like Tamara was talking to her and she, but it seems like Jen is solely blaming Tamara and Heather and when perhaps yeah. you know like Jen you got to redirect that hurt toward the man who you basically admitted cheated on you you know so and you're still with him so you gave up your marriage and kids as they say which is not true not her kids but You left your marriage to be with this dude. And then what does he do? Cheats on you. Yeah. It's horrible. It's embarrassing. And she's burying her head in the sand. And that can be really annoying when you see a friend doing that. Totally. Yes. 
you kind of want to smack them. Yeah, yeah, that would be frustrating. So I, it did shift my perspective in the way I think Tamara is really going after Ryan. And he is so annoying. He is so, so annoying. Like, on their little FaceTime, like, oh, what's the ladies' numbers? I got a new dick pic for them. (laughs) Like, oh, dude, stop it. I hated that. Mm Mm-hmm. And she's like, isn't he sweet? Yeah, I would have been mortified (laughs) if my cheating boyfriend who sent a dick pic to my friend made a joke about sending dick pics to the rest of my friends. I would have hung up on him. I would have been like, oh, I'm going through a tunnel. Like, (laughs) fuck off. Yeah, Louie and Teresa in the car and speakerphone. Oh, oh, I feel me. I feel me. I feel Exactly. (laughs) At least Teresa's loyal, right? (laughs) It threw me for a loop a little bit when Tamara apologized to Jen. This is what she does, Narelle. This is what Tamara does. Like, she gets... It is the second or third time I've seen yeah. her do this now, so... <laughs> it's <laughs> such a pattern. She's done it for years. She, like, spouts off. I mean, maybe that's why I kind of have a soft spot. I am a little bit like Tamara. I'll be like, me, 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 me. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. I'm such a horrible person. Even though I still kind of meant what I said, but I didn't mean to say it like that. <laughs> I didn't mean to throw the napkin in your face, but like. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. So sorry to interrupt. This was what kind of shifted my perspective a little bit about it. I was like, okay, you know what? I kind of do. I'm putting myself in Tamara's shoes and imagining like I have a friend who's ignoring the fact that her piece of shit boyfriend is cheating on her. Like maybe I do have to give her some tough love. Mm-hmm. And maybe I went a little bit too far and I threw something in her face. So now I must apologize. <laughs> I did shift my perspective a little bit there. I still absolutely think there's something else that we don't know about. And I really hope to God that Tamara's going to tell us. I almost think that that's why Jenna left. Because she was like, okay, you know what? I got what I needed. I'm going to get out of here before the conversation gets any stickier. Because she left like oh, immediately. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, she did know, man. Leave. It was interesting. It It didn't go the way I thought it went. And I also just wanted to just a quick shout out to Heather in her full whale trainer outfit. (laughs) Emily described. Was she wearing that under her jumpsuit or where did that come from? All of a sudden she was wearing it. I just picture like three people bringing it out to her. Is it time, (laughs) ma'am? She's like, it's time. Do you know what I picture? What? I picture her wearing that to bed with her quagmire husband. (laughs) (laughs) What did she say? She was like, this protects my body from like the icky stuff or whatever. I'm like, yep, you probably have sex in that. Oh, I don't want my skin to touch anything. Oh, my God. And then Shannon just like whips off her outfit and there's her Spanx again. Mm. Uh, you know, I've seen Shannon's Spanx as many times as I've seen Tamara's tits, actually. It's it's getting kind of old. That was so attention. Oh. Attention grabby. Yes. It's like every season, at least twice, at least twice. And it's it's just so Do you so think boring. anybody actually finds it funny? Her? Like literally only her specifically her yeah yeah i know eddie hates it so but does he yeah but she just keeps doing it and did i don't know he's like oh my god are you kidding me again and who was the other one was that emily who also pulled her tits out 
I saw someone beside her and I couldn't I was in my 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 zone. Um but no, yeah. I saw Emily like pull her dress up and be like, check out my ass, guys. Yeah, I saw that, but next to her on the slip and slide. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Go uh go back. Check it. I'm gonna go back. Maybe it was like an accidental nip slip. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Speaking of accidental nip slips, guess who's back? Oh my god. Guess who's back? Yep, Vicky's back. Teresa Amigas are back. Why do her nipples slip out all the time? They're very high. Yeah, they're very, she's very nipply and it, they just, you know, I mean, maybe she's jealous of Tamara. She just wants maybe. to expose herself to the world. Vicky looks pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. Like she's had a lot of work done, but yeah, she's, it's nice to see her. I hope we see a little bit more of her next week because I love that dynamic. Yeah, she's evil. Mm-hmm. She's like real world evil, but on a reality TV show, she's gold. Oh, yes. I would almost <laughs> want her to come back as like a friend of permanently. Me too. Like that dynamic, the three of them together. Yes, please. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think it only really worked if Heather, when Heather was gone and out of the picture. But I think Heather is good for them because she kind of like brings them back down to reality, you know? Yeah, she keeps them real. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they're all at lunch. They're, there's tequila shots of flying. And this is the way Tamara decides to kind of subtly indicate that Heather is gossiping about Shannon and John's relationship. I found it so incredibly obnoxious. that she had to do that on camera with Vicky. I don't know. I do respect she didn't say it out loud, per se, whatever it is that Heather repeated. But the thing that... might as well have. Yeah, you may... It's gonna have to come out. But Shannon's reaction. Wow. Like, this... This is bad. Whatever this is, is bad, 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 bad. And let's not forget, like, Heather you know, was the one telling everybody about Shannon's secret, but it was off camera. Tamara and Emily are the ones that have specifically and purposefully brought the topic up on camera when they were together, by the way, them together at that bar. (laughs) That reminded me so much of you and I at Roosters. Oh my God. I was, I was 18 You were 19. Legal drinking age Mm -hmm. where we live is 19. And so Sarah and I discovered, I don't even remember how, that if we showed up at this country and Western bar (laughs) early enough during the day when nobody else was there, there was no bouncer. So I could get in there underage and we would sit there. I think we used to go there at like 5 or 6 p.m. Yeah. This was like a nightclub. And we would sit there (laughs) for six hours drinking by ourselves <laughs> in this country and western bar until the bar filled up and then boom hey presto i'm 18 years old in a bar it was amazing <laughs> seeing them there together when the bar was empty and i'm like oh my god we're at roosters oh Anyways, my god sorry. so funny sorry for my little roosters rant i miss roosters i know i miss that roosters i yes. don't know it evolved it did yes it evolved <laughs> bad bad things yes uh So that's where they first brought the topic up on camera, specifically on purpose. And then Tamara did it to Shannon's face, also on camera. What do you think it is, though? Like, 
that Heather has told everyone that Shannon's trying to hide it. Like my initial thought was that her and John's relationship is already over. And she told Heather, you know, we're not even together anymore. We're broken up. We're saving face because this is what Shannon has admitted to. That's what they were doing for like three months before, like while filming, they were broken up. So are you serious? Yes, there's articles about it. She's oh my said that. God. So it was in order to come to grips with it. Like he broke up with her and Shannon has said, like, please just give me some time to figure this out, to get used to it, to figure out what I'm going to say, blah, blah, blah. Oh. So my first thought was that must be what it is that she's trying to hide. However, why tell everybody anyways then? Why would you tell Heather? Why would you... You know, let that slip if you're trying to hide it. And then also, why say to the producers, if this gets out, then our relationship is done. Yeah. That part doesn't really make sense. Because if your relationship's already done, why do you give a fuck? That is fascinating. Like, maybe this was the start of the breakup. It could be like Shannon doesn't want their problems. Like, I didn't really think it would be... Okay, knowing Shannon being a little over the top, a little dramatic, I it probably isn't even anything major. But in her mind, anything is major. Yeah. So that's... Maybe their relationship was just like holding on by the fingertips and she was kind of panicking and trying to keep it together. And she knew that if this thing that she told Heather that John had said about her had like if it gets out, she knew that that was going to be the last straw for him. So that tracks. That would make sense. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't be surprised if really the secret is just that they're already apart. They've already broken up. Yeah, that. Ooh. So maybe she is going to carry that lie on. Like that's why she did say maybe. it to producers. Like we're done if that happens. Well, they. <laughs> she's not lying. Yeah. Hmm. I wonder if we'll ever really find out. Because they're still friends now to this day. Like, yes. So it can't have been that bad. It's not like a domestic abuse or, well, I mean, I don't know. Look at Gina. She's well, besties with her domestic abusers. That's so. true. Weirder God. things have happened. But so sad. Yeah. Hmm. I think I'm most looking forward to seeing OC next week. Yeah. I, I, love, a, I love a behind the scenes producer moment at the end, a cliffhanger. Yes, I OC or Atlanta. OC. Okay, okay. Because Atlanta kind of had that behind the scenes. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Oh my god, there's two of them. <laughs> I know. I'm kind of excited to see both. Well, I'm very excited to see both. And of course, crappy is like that palate cleanser we all need. And that's exactly what it is. Amongst all the drama, it's just this little like. Mm. Half an hour of joy, yeah. and then let's get back to the drama. Yes. But OC is a much lighter drama. Well, I mean, it's heavy-duty stuff. Like, Gina's stuff is heavy, but... But it's not even playing out. It's just kind of skirting yeah. under. Like, we're not even supposed to really be noticing it, and I think that's what's annoying me about it. That's She's true. just kind of subtly bringing him back in and rehabbing his image and helping all of his charges drop and stuff like that's probably why she okay. has him back on tv to like probably. help him get those charges dropped but which i i mean i don't know i don't want to speak on it too much because uh it scares we're me we're not in the situation no we don't no. really know 
but keep it private then keep i don't want to see the person that you charged with domestic abuse yes i don't want to see him on the tv show okay yeah yep that's fair pretty heavy yeah what a nice beautiful note to end our podcast yeah on. no kidding. <laughs> let's go back to tamra's titties <laughs> Uh, well, you know what? I like this little highlight episode. I, that was really fun. Me too. Like... More of a conversation, more of a chat. Let us know what you think, guys, if this is a format that we should keep up with, because you know what? It was fun. It was fun. And there's so many amazing recap podcasts out there already. We just wanted to do something a little a little our way, a little different. Yeah. yeah. Saranar style. Exactly. Well, until next week. Stay truthful and not hopeless. Ding, ding, ding. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Love you. Love you. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for being here. We will see you next week.